Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 43 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We're going to have an interesting show for you this week. Uh, I'll be honest, I said this at the top of the video feed, uh, I almost I almost didn't get into the studio this week. It's been been one of those weeks, and not. Ju- I'm sure this is the, the same case for many of you out there, because it, it almost feels like we're getting back to normal. And some of that normal is not great. It's just not. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to kind of keep us to our usual format. However, we're going to be a little bit all over the place and, uh, and and probably a little bit off the rails. But that's okay because we're still going to, we still got a lot of common sense to get through. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit different because I, I don't have the capacity to kind of do the fun things and everything else this weekend. I, unless you've been living under a rock, you know why. Um, so... Let's get into episode 43. We always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please. You can do that in multiple locations. First one would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, Facebook just changed a bunch of page stuff and, and, and such a minuscule frustration in comparison to what I've been dealing with lately. However, big frustration on that. Uh, but make sure you, you actually go and follow our page now. Uh, they have changed the likes and fo- it's very confusing. But just make sure you click the little follow button. Uh, on facebook.com slash go tell to the wall if you haven't done that already and of course our youtube channel uh, you can head over to youtube search go tell to the wall that is still called subscribe they haven't decided to change that subscribe to our channel go tell to the wall there on youtube you're going to find all of our beer reviews in fact just put up a, a bunch of i i was clearing out the hopper of videos this week because i just had a bunch of stuff and there's still more to come uh, but we got a bunch of new beer reviews up there some new common sense clips uh, some other great stuff so make sure you're, you're subscribed on YouTube and, and checking out all that stuff. That's also where our mental health uh, playlists are, our parenting playlists. All that good stuff is all featured right there on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed to our channel uh, and you'll get updated when new video content gets posted. That's obviously the, the, the home of all of our video content, uh, including the, the video feeds that we do uh, for all of these. Anyone out there that doesn't actually see the video feeds. And, of course, uh, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, SoCalSean, on Instagram. Uh, you're going to get some Go Tell to the Wall content. You're going to get some personal content. I, I prefer to use Instagram kind of personally, and, and, you know, I use other stuff for for professional reasons, but Instagram is kind of one of my, my scrolling through when I, when I just want to, you know, connect with people personally as opposed to, like, weeding through all the stuff that's on a lot of the other platforms. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're going to find links to all those social platforms that I just mentioned. Uh, you're also going to find content on that site that you don't find anywhere else, exclusive photos, uh, blog posts, all kinds of good stuff, and our Patreon campaign. Please help us out if you have the means to do so. Uh, we are definitely at a turning point right now, and we could, we're, we're, it, it's, it's kind of a, uh, mm. I don't know if turning point's the right word, but I'm looking into new concepts and stuff, but I need to to make sure that we're going to have enough support to, to kind of move forward with those things. So if you like what you're hearing, you've been a fan for a while, please help us out on Patreon. Even, even if it's a dollar a month, uh, it helps to, to kind of keep things moving along here in the Go Tell It to the Wall studio. Uh, additionally, you can also pick up some merch 
So, uh, and you do get little perks through Patreon, but if you just want to buy yourself some merch, some t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, whatever it might be, you're going to find the link to our merch website right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com as well. Uh, I mentioned it's going to be a little bit different this week. I am just, I'm exhausted. Uh, and part of it is just my, my own personal mental health. And part of it is just what's going on in the world right now, uh, uh, the world, but especially our country, like uh, before I really get into some of these things, let me just tell you, I, I got up this morning, and, and, and of course, I'm going through, and I'm, and I was debating even coming to the studio this week, th- this fine Sunday, and uh, of course, I, I'm i on Twitter looking through some news stuff, because I'm, I'm not an active Twitter user, I use it more for news, as I mentioned previously, uh, and of course, why, why is Austin, Texas trending? Oh, great, so we, we have a, a, a shooting in Austin, Texas. I have family in Austin. Uh, I have family that's been in Austin for a long time, and I have family that just fucking moved to Austin. Uh, so that was my fun morning on top of everything else I've had to watch on the news and see in, on social platforms for the past, really, two weeks. But the past week just feels like it's out of hand. I mean, I, I came out of the studio last weekend to the news uh, there in Minnesota. Uh, Brooklyn, ugh, I'm blanking on the name of the town, but you know the 20-year-old. It's just been nonstop since then. <sighs> anyway, that's been my day. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to keep some of the light stuff in there. And I'm gonna give you a little bit of an update. Uh, the poll is is basically in on on the dying of the hair. I know it seems like blue was was fairly prevalent. Uh, here's the thing: we also have very antisocial <laughs> uh, wall fans out in the world, ones that literally do not like to use social media. We actually have quite a bit of a fan base. Uh, that doesn't use social media. Some I know personally, and some will literally reach out to me via the website because they don't use the social media platforms. They're doing that. So they're either you know, personal friends of mine, longtime fans that have become friends, uh, and we communicate through email, or they're, they're casual listeners. And, and I get, we actually get more feedback through the site uh, than we do on, on social platforms, which is really funny. <laughs> I think it's also just our demographic is not a huge social media using demographic it's just how it is uh, so it seemed like blue could be prevalent uh, and I'll be honest Tom I saw you know to, and some of those were carrying a little more weight our our, our producer Bridget uh, her vote was for blue uh, one of our patrons Tom his vote was for blue uh, however there was some other votes for another color and those votes did include one of my sisters <laughs> so she carries a little bit more weight with it as well uh, among many others so it looks like it's going to be purple if anyone out there thinks that's just a horrible idea, send me a message. But right now, it looks like it's going to be purple. Probably doing that in the next couple of weeks. I'm just, I'm, gonna, I'm debating if I'm going to wait for my next haircut because I, I have my wife cut my hair every three weeks, and I'm only a week into this haircut. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, but most likely going to be purple. And it's interesting. Uh, it's just a funny thing about dyeing hair because, like, I'm not going to go out and do it. I'm not going to go. And it's just that's not for me going to a salon and paying someone. I and I have no problem. Like, do that. You know. Uh, even I don't. I used to go get a nice haircut at the salon. Now I'm like, eh, shave my you know sides of my head. Um, so it's interesting. Like, okay, what are we gonna do? And everyone knows what manic panic is. <laughs> That's the stuff, man. I've used that. I used to bleach my hair, uh, and I'd also used a red version of that back in my very early twenties when I just kind of like throw it in my hair, like ha ha ha. But it's fascinating looking through hair dye because if you don't, if you're just doing it yourself, you don't know what you're gonna end up with. This I used to when I would bleach my hair uh, in my late teens and early twenties. I, I it took me a few different tries to figure out which bleach product was the best to make my hair like actually 
uh, you know, bleach blonde as opposed to that. The, if you have very blonde hair, you've probably dealt with have, ending up with like close to orange hair as you're trying to bleach it. And that's what happened to me. So all that being said, now I'm sorting through. And luckily, there are websites that are like, if your hair looks like this, it's going to make it look like this. Because otherwise, I just be like, I don't know what's happening. So stay tuned on that. Um, official go tell it to the wall hair color. I don't know. I mean, we do have purple is one of the go tell to the wall colors as well as green. And now that we've moved past that, <laughs> let's get into some ridiculous digital trends. Um, I want to talk about this and then we're going to get into a couple of things. Very serious. Uh, and I, and I want to put a, a personal spin on this without taking away anything from the actual people involved. Uh, but before, before we get to there, I, I've noticed something has been trending for a few days now on the social platforms, and that would be McConaughey, as in Matthew McConaughey, uh, the actor from Texas, you know, all right, all right, all right, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. I know he has other quotes, but that's really, <laughs> that's his best role in my opinion. Um, I mean, there's the Samuel Jackson way. Yeah, I, I can't have the capacity to get into that. Uh, but he's trending on Twitter, and there's a reason that he's trending. I was like, what? why is McConaughey trending on Twitter? And I see quite a bit of him, because uh, I was a Texas fan, Texas Longhorns fan for a long time, and he's a big fan. Like, I would see him at events, uh, at events, at games, uh, Longhorn games, the big, you know, uh, the bowl games and stuff that I would go to. Uh, so I, I was like, oh, something. No. And it did have to do with Texas, just not the University of Texas. Apparently, people think that Matthew McConaughey uh, should run for governor of Texas. <laughs> Run for governor. Now, I get it. I, I get it. People are like, we need to put people out there that we, we like. And here's the thing. I would say you can't trust politicians. You can't trust someone that, that grows up and wants to create a career in politics. Like, they're just, they're dishonest. I don't care what side of the aisle they're on. They're dishonest. Like, who who the fuck really wants to do that unless, unless you got a little bit of greed and dishonesty in you? Or power hungry. Think about those things. So I, I see the appeal of this. However, you can't take an actor, an actor, he's an actor, I'm sure he's very intelligent, he's an actor, and make him governor of one of the largest states in the United States of America. Uh, let's think about that, wall fans. Think about other times where uh, an actor became the governor of a state. Got, got Ronnie there before he became president. And he got the Terminator. Neither of those went well. <laughs> so as much as I say, like, well, you cannot trust a politician. You can't. You can't trust a politician. Uh, you also have to have some experience in running a state, running government. You can't just, you know, like, I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know where to start. And neither does McConaughey. He should not be the governor. But of course it's trending. Let's see what happens. I hope to God he doesn't end up being the governor of Texas. Hope for everybody down there in Texas. Just a bad idea. I don't care. Like, and I, I probably align my views with many of his, to be honest, but it's <laughs> still not a good idea. Oh, man. All right. I don't have a lot in digital trends this week, and there's reason for that. Um, it seems that it's been nothing but mass shootings and police shootings. That's all that's dominating the digital platforms for the, really for the past few weeks, but the past week especially. It's one thing after another. Uh, starting with uh, the young 20-year-old man who, who was murdered by police. Murdered by police a week ago. A week ago today. Uh, 
And of course, we have these conversations where people like to have hindsight and they're like, well, he shouldn't have resisted and all this other. And I've said this before on the podcast. So before I get into my personal story, remember, police are not judge, jury, executioner. Even if the person's guilty of a crime, they shouldn't be killed while being arrested. You know, obviously, if they're actively shooting at police. Yeah. And my favorite thing is everyone pulled up this picture of him with a gun and they're like, oh, first of all, it's a twofold with this. He was there. People said he was wanted for illegal gun possession. His warrant was actually for marijuana. Do a little bit of research on this one, boys and girls, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It was for marijuana, Uh, marijuana possession. He had a bench warrant because he failed to appear in court for a misdemeanor for marijuana possession. Uh, And I would make sure to point out uh, that marijuana possession in the area that he was originally like arrested for it or not, probably not just ticketed for it, uh, now it's legal. So this young man was murdered for a bench warrant over something that is no longer illegal. Didn't have anything to do with the gun. And on top of that, all you assholes out there that are like, oh, he had illegal firearm. The Venn diagram of that is amazing, of the people who are like, no, 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 gu- no gun regulations, no gun regulations. As soon as a person of color is, is has something with a gun, oh, see, illegal it, dog, he's got a gun. This is just the tip of the iceberg of the week that I've had, and this got me thinking. I've told this story before on this podcast, uh, but I think it's important to reiterate. And then I actually remembered another story uh, that was personal, but not necessarily strictly involving me. Um, but if you want to talk about white privilege and being pulled over by the police, because that was a big thing that came up this week, and people were discussing how uh, most white people aren't asked to get out of the car uh, the way some people of color are asked to get out of the car. And that reminded me of my story, because people are like, no, I've never been asked to get out of the car. And I remembered being 18, 18, uh, driving through Poway, which is kind of my hometown. I grew up in San Diego. And I was pulled over. And I knew there was no reason for the sheriff to pull me over. And he actually said to me, don't get out of the car. He said, hang on, don't get out of the car. Uh, So what I did is I opened the door and I got out of the car. And what did I do once I got out of the car? I actually started yelling at this sheriff. Yelling at him. Now I'm not, not waving my arms at him, but yelling at him. I said, why are you pulling me over? You had no right to pull me over. There's no reason for you to pull me over. To which he said, well, you were hugging the left side a little bit. And I said, hugging the left side? What does that even mean? And I continued to yell at him. And I'm, I'm yelling at him. I mean, my fr- I had two or three other friends in the car, at least two. I'm failing to remember if the, if the third friend in there, because we were driving from one friend's house to the other friend's house. So I know those two friends, but usually we had one or two of these other friends kind of part of our little crew there. They'll tell you this. I yelled at him. I said, no, you, you had no right to pull me over. And after I was done yelling at him for a couple minutes, he said to me, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I just have to make sure people aren't drinking and driving around here. And I just wanted to pull you over and be sure. And I said, I'm not drinking and driving. And nothing I did made you think you should pull me over. He again apologized to me. I got into my car and continued on my way. Here's the fun part about it that I don't think I mentioned. I didn't, don't know that I mentioned both of these things uh, when I originally told this story. We were breaking the law. 
I was technically breaking the law. Uh, there was, I guarantee, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, that there was some marijuana in my car. Guarantee it. I, you know, I, I'm i sure I wasn't uh, super impaired, but we had definitely been smoking marijuana earlier in the night. And then on top of that, I'm bringing my friend home from my other friend's house who, was, who wasn't actually 18, and it was very late at night. And there's a curfew in San Diego. I don't know if there still is, but there was back in the 90s, early 2000s. He actually could have gotten a ticket. <laughs> my friend, he wasn't supposed to be out. You have to, you had, at the time, you had to be out with someone older than like 18. That was the curfew. We were technically breaking at least two laws. At least two. What happens? I yell. I get out of the car when I'm not supposed to. I yell at the officer. I get an apology. I get back in my car and I drive on my way. That is white privilege to a T. No question about it. And it's not fair. And if you can't look at those things and see the differences, there's no hope for you. And you're never going to see things with common sense. The numbers, it's there. This also got me thinking of another story. Now, I actually didn't personally witness this, um, but my roommates did. When I first moved to Long Beach to go to go to school, I went to uh, went to Cal State Long Beach for a year, where I did no actual work. Uh, really, didn't do any work. Took took my ass to film school, where I could actually concentrate. And uh, but when I first moved to Long Beach, I I moved in with uh, with three other guys to a small house in this this not great part of Long Beach. It was, it was like a 600-square-foot house, but a four-bedroom house, but ti- like tiny. My, my room was like the size of a closet, which was funny. I took the smaller room because it connected to the bathroom, uh, but it was by far the smallest room in the house. Like, okay, no, that's I'm going to take this room. Tiny, tiny, just minuscule house. Uh, and quite often, I drove, would drive back to San Diego on the weekends to, to see friends uh, and stuff. In fact, you know, two, two of the guys that were in the car uh, from my, my previous story um, still live down there. So, you know, I'd go down there to see friends, see family, whatever. And there, there, one of the weekends that I had done that, and I believe one of my other roommates did as well, because coincidentally, three of us were, we, three of us went to high school together. We, we were from San Diego. Uh, and then we had a couple other friends in the dorms uh, who also we went to high school with. Uh, so I believe at least one of my other roommates was down in San Diego. But a couple of them were there. And our fourth roommate, uh, who we had met through the school and needed a place to stay, uh, I'm not going to give names or anything, but I will tell you, he was a very tall black man. Like, taller than me. I'm 6'3". He was taller than me. And, you know, big guy. What happened was, we had some some friends. And, and I'll be honest, these friends around the neighborhood, eh, they're not the greatest kids. Not, and I say, ki- I say kids, you know, late teens, whatever else. They were getting into some trouble, you know. And never with us, but, you know, we still uh, hanging out on the porch or whatever. Well, one night, and this was maybe a Friday or Saturday night, uh, there is a car parked out on the street near our house uh, and near wherever all these other neighbor kids hang out and stuff. The door's open, and there's keys in it. So one of the kids, he decides to go check it out, and he goes, and he starts getting into the car, and all of a sudden the police start rolling up, rolling up on him. So he runs, and let me tell you, uh, this kid that started getting into the car, uh, he, was, he was Asian, uh, he was not tall, and he was very, very slender. I mean, the, the kid was probably 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Takes off. 
and for some reason runs into my house when where a couple of my roommates are there and like sits on the couch or something. The police bust into my house, open the door, bust into my house, and instead of grabbing him, they go into the bedroom, not far from the front door, and they pull my other roommate out, who is a person of color, very tall, I guess you could say could be intimidating to apparently to some people. They pull him out of the house, they throw him on the ground, they put cuffs on him, and they start going, why were you trying to steal a car? He looked nothing like the kid that went to the car. The kid's sitting on the couch in my house. I hear about all this when I get back on, like, Sunday night. So I didn't witness it firsthand, but I'm, I'm certain it happened that way because my roommates told me. And the poor, the poor guy, my roommate, he had no idea what was going on outside. He's, like, in his room doing something on his computer, and suddenly the police are busting in his room, pulling him out, throwing him in the dirt outside. That's what people of color have to deal with. He was the quietest, nicest dude. Like, of the four of us in the house, he was, he was, you know, he, I'm not saying we were doing illegal things, but we were smoking pot and, like, drink, underage drinking, and so he's, he was, like, studying. <laughs> he gets pulled out the house, thrown in the dirt, because he's black. That's what happened. And you can't tell me anything else about it. There's no other reason for that to happen. It's because he's black. He looked nothing like the kid that ran away from the police. Nothing. Not even the same size. No excuse there. All right, before we move on, I just want to... Uh, God, I'm just... I'm so exhausted from all of this. Police murdering kids... Don't even get me started on the Chicago... I can't even think about the Chicago thing. I, I couldn't watch the video. Especially as a father. Couldn't watch it. It's disgusting. Uh, but I do want to mention one positive thing on digital trends. And I think people are realizing this more and more. And Facebook is actually... They put together some ads here and there about it. Um, and I wouldn't say this necessarily just pertains to Facebook. And I've kind of hinted at this before, uh, but I have found a new enjoyment for Facebook outside of just professional stuff like I use for the podcast. Uh, and that, that's like groups and Facebook groups, Facebook pages, and also kind of aligning yourself with uh, with people that you have things in common with. For me, a lot of t it's music a lot of times. It's it, like I'm in a couple dad groups and a couple of you know punk rock groups, ska groups, all this kind of stuff. You can create these groups and these chat rooms and everything else, and it can be very positive for you. I know there was that whole social network thing that came out, and I had so many friends who were like, I am deleting Facebook. And trust me, the other day, uh, the other day, Facebook would have been deleted if not for my wife. She was the only one that stopped it. I was about to delete Facebook. But there is that positive side, and, and connecting with friends. And I've connected with a lot of people uh, over the past year, even with the pandemic. And some of those in the digital space I may have connected with... Uh, Anyway, but it's it, we've all been kind of forced into that for the past year. Um, so so even when you're kind of down on on Facebook social platforms, keep keep that little bit in mind because um, there can still be some advantages to it for sure. So keep that in mind. All right, some COVID updates. That's right, COVID. Feels like we're getting close and then it doesn't. It's funny. I wake up and I look at the news and it's like, oh, we're doing so great. And then it's like, we're doing bad. We're doing so great. I'm like, well, all right, which one is it? We're just kind of, okay, all right. And that, that of course, has to do with which we'll get into here. Uh, but I will say I am now fully vaccinated. Uh, I got my second dose on Wednesday. It was fantastic. 
uh, very nerve-wracking, I will say. And that's why I wanted to make sure to talk about this to all of you out there for, for two reasons. Uh, I had no side effects. None. None. Uh, I almost worked out that day. My only problem was you should not take ibuprofen. And sometimes when I work out, I get a little soreness, especially if I have a bad uh, bad neck trapezius in here. I was like, ah, oh, I'm just like, but I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I could do this. You know, felt pretty, felt pretty good. Um, no real side effects. So if you're nervous about side effects, I'm not saying you won't have side effects. But here's the thing. Chances are you're not going to have side effects. That's a smaller fraction of people. And also, for the love of God, all of you out there who have gotten your second dose or even your first dose and had side effects, keep it to yourself. Uh, nothing positive comes from going on social platforms and saying, holy shit, I thought I was going to die. But, you know, I, I mean, te text your mom or your dad or your friends. Te tell them. Nobody needs to see how rough it is to, to, for some people. They don't. That ramped my nerves up so, so, so much. It wasn't even funny because people post, ah, oh, that second dose. Oh, man. No, stop scaring people. No good comes of that. None. And just get just get your vaccines. I mean, for the love of God, just do it. Do it. I hate needles. I, I hate needles. Uh, the COVID vaccine needles are, <laughs> it's not, it's no, it's better than a flu shot. So don't be nervous about that either. Uh, although, of course, we had the Johnson Johnson vaccine pause. Um, unfortunately, uh, and I... <sighs> I would say don't let this phase you personally. That's the thing. Um, I think they're doing their due diligence by pausing this, which they should. We, we have science and medical experts for these things. Um, but don't let that get you down. You know, just move on to another vaccine. In fact, I saw people posting. They were like, I was supposed to get the Johnson & Johnson like the day that it got paused. Uh, and pretty much everyone I saw posting was like, oh, no, I'm getting the Pfizer now. I'm getting the Moderna now. So don't let that get you down either. Uh, and I will say as I... So at the beginning of this topic, uh, it looks like COVID numbers are dropping in areas. Los Angeles is one of them. Uh, we actually, yesterday, we had the best numbers since the start, since the very start of the pandemic here in Los Angeles. Uh, now, of course, some communities aren't doing well at all. Uh, I know they're having a lot of trouble there in Michigan. And, uh, and geez, the, the news out of Brazil, oh, it's, it's, it's very sad, and it's just maddening because you want to, you just want to, you want to help. There's nothing you can do. You know, the most I can do is yell at a wall and say, "Get your goddamn vaccine." But in Brazil, that's a, like it's not so much that they're not going to get their vaccine; it's just they're getting hit hard down there. They're getting hit hard in parts of this country too. Still, be cautious. Wear your mask. Don't be going to big parties and stuff. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, mental health. Um, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not equipped this week. Uh, this is probably a week where I shouldn't even be talking about mental health. That's that's the thing. I, I, because I am not equipped to, uh, I'm not equipped to even talk to myself about mental health right now. I've had to stop myself a few times this week. But I will say, and, and a big part of that is, is the violence in this country. A 13-year-old was murdered in Chicago. 13! 13! 
with his hands up. What what else? What else can we do? Unless you're white and you can yell at a police officer and he apologizes and let you on your lets you on your way. Thirteen. Thirteen. There's parents out there who lost a thirteen year old because police don't know how to do their job. It's a mother out there who lost her 20-year-old son, a two, an almost 2-year-old who lost her 20-year-old father because police don't know how to do their job, don't know how to do it correctly. And then the mass shootings. For me, it hits extra hard because I, my OCD puts me into a bad place and I get terrified. And I say, my kid is never going to school. My kid's never leaving his house and I can't do that. You can tell when I'm having a, I can always tell when I'm having an intense show. I'm very animated, but I basically start stabbing myself in the palm. And you can see the mark in my hand. I tangented there. But I get, I get terrified as a parent. But then on top of that, on top of that, every time this happens, every single time they deflect gun reform and gun control and gun laws and gun safety they deflect it to what? Mental health and mental illness. Now, Wall fans, as you know, I am a huge proponent of having more mental health resources in this country, more mental illness resources in this country. It's vital. However, we can't deflect at times like this. That's all it is, is it's deflection. And what's happening is people like me and many, many, many others out there who have lived their entire life with mental illness and have then learned to work to destigmatize it. When this happens, it gets re-stigmatized. We get lumped in there. Oh, he shot people? Must have mental illness. Did you know, Wall fans, as far as mass shootings, as far as murders in this country, uh, it's 12%. About 12% have mental illness. When it comes to mass shootings, it's 8% of the shooters have a mental illness. 8 But we hear it 100% of the time when a mass shooting occurs. Now, of course, there's going to be people who have a mental illness problem. What I'm saying is don't automatically go there. We work so hard to live normal lives. And deal with people's jokes and everything else. Oh, I'm so OCD today. Oh, yeah? Oh, your panic attacks and, and, and hyperventilating, they're acting up today? You curled up in a ball in the corner and can't move for 12 hours? No, you just cleaned your fucking house. So please keep that in mind, wall fans, common sensors. It's mental health and it's common sense. Don't automatically lump. You can't. It's not fair. And it makes me so upset every time. And I will say personally, even before all this happened, it just got, it's just gotten worse. I feel, I've, I'm in a mode where I feel like I'm on an island. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm alone on an island. With the exception of my wife and kid. Uh, I just, I, you know, I, and part of that's the pandemic and part of it is, it's just my own mental health at this time. And, and, uh, and that's why it was a bit of a rough week getting in the studio because, when I'm down on my mental health and, and feeling like I'm on an island and there's not a lot of support for things out there, uh, it be, becomes very tough personally for me to get through these things. 
Absolutely. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lighten it up a little bit for the rest of the of the episode, uh, and I think we can do that. And and thank you all of you for just. I know sometimes we have these episodes, and I'm just. I don't know what to do with myself. And I had to wear a hat today. Like I was like, I don't even want my hair showing. I just, just in one of those modes, man. All right, parenting. Parenting. I have a four-year-old at home, as you all should very well know by now. Uh, she had never had a haircut. Four years of growth on her head. And my kid was born with a full head of hair. Like, not flowing locks, but full head of hair that never, you know, sometimes kids are born with a full head of hair and the hair falls out and then the new hair, nope, full head of hair just kept growing off of that. Growing, growing, growing. It's become a pain in the ass brushing her hair. Uh, so finally, my wife hit her breaking point and was like, we're cutting her hair. We're cutting her hair. Uh, and now, it's not easy to go out and get a haircut right now, so my wife just decided we were going to do it at home, which we did. And kudos to my wife. She did a fantastic job just getting a nice even cut. Um, and kudos to my daughter who, who was really a champ through it. And it was, which it was challenging. Cause she had, it was like, you gotta be still, you gotta be still. And I basically have her sitting on my lap, like facing me so that my wife can cut her hair in it. And she's just kind of like, I don't know. She's pretty calm, but she was also, I, I think if she wasn't able to kind of grab onto me, it might've been a little, a little bit extra going on there. Um, but now thank God, <laughs> cause that hair was. It was out of hand, and now it can be brushed and everything else, and I got a fly going around the studio again. It's that time of year. It's spring, and somehow you, op- you, open, the, you open the door, and I live I live in this, like, not in the city, but very urban, close to the city. Like, I'm not out in nature. You open the door for two seconds, fly in house. Jesus Christ. Uh, but thankful for my wife able to do that, and uh, first haircut in four years, four years. And I will say I'm very proud of my kid because she had heard about sick kids needing hair, like for wigs. And it wasn't enough, but she was so concerned with giving her hair to a sick kid that needed it. It's like oh, The compassion of kids, if we could just keep that. And we also had some successful butterflies. Uh, as I've mentioned, we were doing the caterpillar thing. They all got into their chrysalis. And we had butterflies for a couple days, and uh, we were able to release them uh, two days ago. We had five butterflies two days ago, released them. Four of them went out. One of them decided he was going to stay in there for a little while, which was funny because this, and this came up, this is the introvert extrovert thing. And, uh, and you know, my kid's asleep and we got the one butterfly still in the little enclosure. She's like, oh, he must miss his friends. And I was like, hell no. He's happy that everyone's gone. He's got the place to himself. And my wife looks at me and she's like, that's the difference between you and me <laughs> and introvert extrovert. I was like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like yeah, I place myself, and she's like, "Oh, I miss it." Yep. Uh, so I highly recommend that if you can like do the caterpillar. It's so easy and it was cheap, and it's fun for the kids. Do the caterpillar, just get the caterpillar, caterpillar kit. Uh, one thing that has really been bothering me lately that I've noticed, and if any of you out there watch sports with your kids, uh, we're not like a huge sports watching house, but it's like I enjoy watching live sports. It's kind of, it's my reality television, and my, my kid uh, really likes really enjoys basketball. Um, basketball and hockey, those are kind of the two, probably because they're moving around constantly. She likes some baseball, um, not as much uh, as the others. So I like to put on a game, you know, now and then. And it's gotten to the point where I can't watch a game with my kid anymore. And the reason is the commercials. 
and I think we need to do something about this. I'm not saying there should be no commercials. It's just maybe let's not have a Walking Dead commercial in the middle of a basketball game at like 5.30 on a Saturday. You know, my four-year-old just doesn't need to see that. There's definitely a balance we can get to, and we should try to do that. I would like to see it. Because I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I'm not even going to bother with it anymore. And it's too much It's too much shit that she's going to see between the actual game footage. So I stopped. I'm hoping, though, that, you know, I don't know. That's not going to change. It's just it's just so stupid. Let's Can we get, like, just, just throw some car commercials and, like, you know, the usual stuff. Not this, yeah, not stuff you don't want a three- to four-year-old seeing. You know, it, it shouldn't be that way. Five, six-year-old even. Shouldn't be that way. I remember my cousin said this a couple years ago. Uh, he's got three boys now, but I think he only had two at the time. Uh, and he would put on, like, ESPN in the mornings as, as they were getting ready, and he's getting ready to go to work, and the kids are getting ready, you know, whatever. And he said he had to stop because there's the commercials that came up. He's like, I just put it on Sports Center, and you're getting these weird commercials, and the boys are like, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, no, that's frustrating. All right, one more thing in parenting that I want to talk about. You know what? I'm No, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this. It's important, but I'm going to save it because I, I... We'll save that for next episode. All right, common sense. I got one thing in common sense this week. We're actually going to be at, on a decent time this week. Uh, and just because I didn't have the capacity. All, all of my energy was being put toward the, those those digital trends and, and kind of where, where we're at mentally this week. But I do have one thing because this has been coming up and it's like in my face because it's not it's like there's commercials and it's coming up my feed and the, like the CEO of Levi's because I give a shit what that guy thinks like. <laughs> but apparently I'm being told by everywhere that that skinny jeans are out and we are all now wearing baggy jeans. Which and hey, you like baggy jeans, wear your baggy jeans. Common sense says, you know what? Stop with the, the ridiculous fashion trends that just change year to year it's like oh well i just bought this last i i can't okay i guess i'll just leave it in my closet for 10 years and then throw it away <laughs> like i i for me I, I can't get behind the high fashion stuff now there's obvious things in fact i was joking with my sis the other day because we were talking about fashion and i and i'd said i was like i i and i don't wear skinny jeans uh, but i wear jeans i wear you know slim jeans just kind of the, the the way God intended, I don't know. Hey, wear wear jeans however you want, but like that's how I wear them. I've been wearing them that way, essentially my entire adult life. My my jeans were a little baggier when I was a teenager. That's I think a lot of people's pants were a little bit baggier, but uh, I, I'm not changing now just because some style blog says to do that. Uh, but like I said, I was talking, and you know there are certain things. Yes, you know after a while, I am old enough where I have worn three button suits. Uh, and now I wouldn't be caught dead in a three-button suit. However, that's two different suits over 40 years of my life. <laughs> We're not talking 40 different styles of jeans here. Uh, so the reason I'm not changing, don't change if you don't want to. If you want to change, change. Don't change if you don't want to. Just just keep, you know. I'm one of those f weird guys. Like, I've had the same style since I was a kid. Just my jeans got a little less baggy. I wore band t-shirts and, and vans and... And hats and so I've done my entire life, and that's just that's just me. I'm such I'm such an old like <laughs> I'm like forty, but I'm like eighty. I, I I rotate from like twelve to twenty to forty to eighty-five. Like I'm depending on my mood. 
I'm one of those ages. Oh, man. All right. We got some entertainment news. And this one makes me incredibly sad. Uh, the great Julian Edelman, New England Patriot, my favorite football player uh, by far currently. Really, ever since he went, came into the league, my favorite football player. Love the guy. Uh, I've got a Julian Funko Pop behind me here. It's the only sports Funko I've got is, is Julian Edelman. Love Julian Edelman. Uh, and I will always, always, always remember fondly. Yes, there is a, there is a Super Bowl 2016. If you follow sports at all, you know what that was. Uh, but for me, it was all about 18. My kid was uh, my kid was two, and we ended up watching the Super Bowl just the two of us, 2018 Super Bowl, just the two of us. That's when Julian was MVP. Uh, my wife had a friend in town from from college, from out of town. Uh, they went over to their other friend's house that lives on the other side of town here in LA, and to watch the Super Bowl. And I said, "No, it's a Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, I want to watch it at home. So we're gonna stay. I'm gonna stay here and watch it with Zoe. You go have fun." And uh, and that was the day that that my daughter learned to cheer Julian uh, throughout the game. So when I saw this news the other day, I was I don't I wasn't devastated. I, I I'm happy to have been able to watch the guy play. It's just one of those sad things. And now of course the other thing is uh, I was not in a good place and I haven't been this past week. So so when he retired, I just kind of and the way the news came out was funny too because they were like Patriots re- release and apologies to anyone who doesn't follow sports, but they released Julian Edelman. And you're like. But then we find out it was it basically classy move on the part of the organization because uh, if they hadn't released him and he retired, uh, he would have got less money. But by them releasing him and then him retiring, uh, the the Patriots actually had to pay him more money. So good on the Patriots for that. Gonna miss you, Julian. Uh, always will have the fond memories and uh, and and good luck with whatever comes next. And that that guy's that guy's gonna kill it whatever he does. He's an extremely intelligent person. He's a, he's a, a a a very compassionate person. Uh, so I know he's going to see big things in his future. Shameless. Yep, that finale. I mentioned it last week, but I had a chance to watch it. Uh, it's well done. It was it was well done. Um, you know, that's the thing with finales. There's one exception. It's Mr. Robot. N- nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's just not. And it, I thought it was well done. Took, you, took us through the emotions. Uh, but it was very open-ended. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it was very open-ended. Uh, but I went to look... And there's no spinoffs planned. It's like, oh, oh, okay, cool. I kind of want to know what's happening. Can can you just can you give me like a just write a book or something and tell me what the hell happened with what, what they did next? Because we didn't really close that up. We closed up one character really, like obviously. And, and I'm not going to give you spoilers, but I will tell you, uh, as you probably know. There's a very sad part in it, and uh, and because of feeling like I'm on an island, the way that sad part, if you've seen the Shameless finale, uh, that was rough, man. That was rough for me personally. I was not not doing well on that one, got to be honest. Uh, but check it out if you haven't yet. And if you've never watched Shameless at all, go watch it. It's on Netflix, It's so you can watch. You'll eventually be able to watch all of it. The, one, the stuff that just aired, I'm sure, isn't on Netflix yet, but eventually you'll be able to watch all of it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save a couple things here, wall fans. Uh, I also, I think I meant, I don't know if I mentioned, I mentioned they were having a sale uh, like a month ago, Barstool Preachers. My order finally came through, uh, which is which is always funny. I know this, but when I see certain things, like I pick up the package and it, it like it has a date on it and it says 6-4-21. And I'm like, I got a package from the future. 
And I went, oh, yeah. This came from the UK. Uh, so for those of you who aren't aware, if you, you know, in the US, we put month day. In the UK, they put day month. So it was, it was April 6th. But to me, for a second there, I was like, oh, this is from the future. Obviously, it wasn't. Uh, but I got my picture disc. It's a thing of beauty. If you get a chance to pick one up, pick one up. Uh, it's it's definitely one. It's probably the best vinyl. Well, it's the best new vinyl purchase I've ever made in my life. I mean, I do own Uncle Remus Sings the Blues on vinyl that I found at a thrift shop for like 25 cents. I don't listen to it, but that's a pretty epic find. It sits in my collection because Disney probably wants to burn it. That's what they do. All right, Chaser album mentioned that last week. Had a chance to give it a full listen. Uh, it's fantastic. Check them out. It's, if you're into melodic 90s skate punk, check out Chaser. Uh, and if you're familiar with this, the Southern California scene in the 90s, I'll tell you, they've they've always reminded me of, because this this is, what, their fourth album? Like, I can't even remember. I, I, I've listened to them for a while before this album. Uh, they've been around since, like, 2014, I think, somewhere around there. And, uh, and I, I had this feeling before, but even this one, and I don't mean this as an insult, but especially with this album, it sounds very much like Pivot. If you remember Pivot out of San Diego in the 90s, they're no longer around anymore, but uh, it's very much like Pivot, this melodic skate punk. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, for me, I like, I like to, I, I, I'm a comp guy, you know, so I, I compare it to something I'm familiar with. Uh, so this case, it would be Chaser and Pivot, so check them out. Dreamers, new album. Uh, I picked it up through iTunes. I, I, I recommend buying albums. Yeah, like, come on, support these bands. Buy the albums. I know they get like a half a cent every time you stream it on Spotify. Just go, go, go buy the album. You can you can order it on vinyl too through through their website. All right, and last but not least, Punk in the Park update. Uh, I knew this one was coming. My sis Laura got real excited. She was waiting for this one to come. They were on the original bill. Now we have it completely confirmed. I think because they are from the other side of the country, uh, they had to get logistics in there uh, but the bouncing souls have officially been confirmed uh, for punk in the park uh, i forgot which day it was to write down but uh they're either saturday or sunday i'm going to, that's the funny thing is i was constantly paying attention to which day for which band and now that i'm ticketed for both days i'm just like Meh. Uh, and on top of that this thing is getting so big i'm seeing people that i know from out of town uh, they're planning to travel for this and uh and it's going to be it's in November. By that time, we should have herd immunity. Uh, so hopefully this is going to be a huge bash uh, down there in Orange County. Punk in the Park, uh, November 6th and 7th of this year. Looking forward to it. All right, wall fans. I know we started that real heavy. Uh, and then just kind of ripped through some stuff and some entertainment stuff. It's just been one of those weeks. I know I say that a lot, but... COVID, pandemic, craziness, just one thing after another. Feeling like I'm on an island, it is what it is, but I am glad that we're able to get in the studio here. Oh, and actually, one more thing. I, I, I'm i constantly going over this this live streaming stuff, and, and I know there's a little bit of a demand for it. I don't know how big that demand is. I would like to gauge this. Now, I, Tom, I know, yes, I know. I w and what will happen is, if if it's patrons that want the live stream then we're probably going to end up doing live streaming on Patreon. Uh, so not everyone's going to see those those live streams. But if this is something you're really interested in because you like the interaction, shoot me a message because uh, I'm just, I'm debating it. I'm like, do I do want to do this? Like, do I, and part of me does, but I don't, I also don't want to do it if there's not really much demand for it. Uh, so let me know, wall fans and common sensors. All right, on that note, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh... Don't forget to follow us on the social platforms, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, YouTube, head over there, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe to our channel. Uh, and of course, 
Instagram, SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N is my official Instagram handle, and SeanOrourkeLive.com, where you can find stuff you won't find anywhere else. Links to those platforms, as well as links to our Patreon and our merch page, so please check those out as well. All right, this has been episode 43 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell Us The Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, we should be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. And until then, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>